You are listening to The Mark Butler Show, Episode 8, and today is an exciting day for me because tomorrow, which is Friday, which means you may be listening to this on launch day, but tomorrow I'm launching Let's Do the Books. Now, if you go back to Episode 4, you know that when I say launch, I don't mean that I'm doing an open and closed launch where it'll be available for a few weeks and then I'll make it unavailable for a while. I don't believe in that. I'm not a fan. So when I say I'm launching a product tomorrow, what I mean is I'm releasing it, and then it will always be available forever, hopefully. If you go back to episode three, you know that my, my goal for this product is to make $200,000 in total revenue from this product within 12 months of launching it. So tomorrow is July something, 17th, 18th. I don't know what tomorrow is. And it would be kind of by next July, mid-July next year that I would have made $200,000 in total sales from this product. Interesting side note, I'm not aiming for a certain amount of profit. I would be totally fine with generating $200,000 in revenue in the next 12 months from this product and not really making much in profit from it. And of course, the reason is that if I generate $200,000 in revenue, that will mean that a lot of people have heard about me. That, uh, say, if I reach my goal of selling 694 people into this program, that means that somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 70,000 people will have had to be exposed to the product, exposed to the offer, And if in the neighborhood of 70,000 people hear about Mark Butler and hear about Let's Do the Books in the next 12 months, that's a massive win whether or not I make any profit from the launch. Now, I do think I'll make profit because I don't think I even know how to spend every penny of that revenue on new growth. You know, I could spend it on advertising. I could spend it on sponsorships. I could spend it on promotions. I can do all that, and I will try to do all that, but I don't even think I know how to get rid of $200,000 worth of revenue through those, through those different channels. So I will probably make some profit, but even if I didn't, I would still be thrilled with that result. So today I want to talk a little bit about that expectation, the expectation of reaching 694 people, 694 customers in the next 12 months with this product, because I've been in this situation more than a few times myself, and in the last three years that I've been working one-on-one with clients, I've had dozens and dozens of launch day conversations with my clients. And because most of my clients use this kind of open and closed, uh, limited time offer sort of launch program, launch day is super stressful. The day before launch day is super stressful for my clients, and I feel for them because they've put a ton of work into creating the product. They really want it to be valuable for the people who buy it, and now all of All of their kind of hopes and dreams for that product ride on that period of time where they're making it available to people to buy, which means that our launch day conversations or or the conversations we have within a few days of launch usually sound something like, well, I'm hoping for X, I'm hoping for 50 sales, I'm hoping for 100 sales, I'm hoping for 300 sales, I'm hoping for five sales, it just depends on the price point that they're launching at, and it's really this, this word hope that keeps coming up, well, we're hoping for X. And they also might say, well, we need Y. Well, I'm hoping for X, but I need Y. And what they mean is I would love to sell this many of the product. That would be my sort of stretch goal. But I'll settle for as few as this many because that's the number that I need to actually pay my bills. So as we talk about launch day expectations and as we talk about expectations versus disappointment and um, how many I want to sell versus how many I need to sell, I think it's useful at the outset to admit that the numbers we're hoping for, we plucked from thin air. All of my clients have some sort of rationalization for how they arrived at the number they think they should be able to sell or the number they hope to sell. 
But the reality is they're plucking that number from the air. If you're any kind of a statistics nerd or uh, somebody who studied any economics in college, what you know is that it's very, very hard to make predictions unless you have total, perfect understanding of all the factors at play. And when you're launching a product, you have a very limited understanding of any of the factors at play in your success or your, fa- or your failure. So you might have a certain number of people on your list. You might have a, number of, a certain number of affiliates promoting for you. Uh, you might expect a certain conversion rate. You, you have all these expectations, but all of those guesses are just guesses. So when you take a bunch of guesses and you add them all up to produce a launch goal, it's still just a guess. So it's always been fascinating to me when I've, I've talked to clients after they launch and when they say, well, we were hoping for X, but we only got 50% of X, and we're, so we're a little bit disappointed. It was still a good launch, but we, we were just hoping for more. And I always think to myself, why are you disappointed with the fact that you missed a number that you made up out of absolute thin air? Why are you disappointed? Why are you beating yourself up over that? That's the hard part for me is watching them be disappointed in themselves as though that number had some sort of real power, as though it had some sort of real validity. Like, well, we wanted 100, but we only got 50. And so, ah, you know, it's just not, it's just not what I hoped it was. What? Listen, if you sold 50, that means that you created a product, okay, and you got 50 people to say yes to that product, which puts you in a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of a percentage of the world's population that wishes they could have any control whatsoever over their income. The vast majority of the world's population, well, honestly, lives below poverty. That's a, I guess that's a separate podcast conversation. But in the sort of developed Western world where we have salaries and benefits and all of this other sort of thing, the majority of that world sits in their cubicle on a da- daily basis and says, oh, I just, I, I need to make an extra 100 bucks a month, or oh, I hope I can get that 5% cost of living increase this year. Oh, I hope the, the bonus comes through. And you have the ability to make some stuff up, make up some virtual goods, some digital goods. You don't even have to manufacture anything. You get to promote it on the internet, have people pay you for it, and then consume it, depending on your product and your model, but have people consume it without even talking to you. So they pay you the money, it lands in your checking account, they take your product, they implement it themselves, you don't hear from them. Sometimes you hear from them about a refund or a question or whatever. But for the most part, you don't even have to hear from them. And let's say that your goal was to sell 100 of those and you only sold 50. Well, you made 100 up and you sold 50, but you're disappointed because of the difference between the two. And what I want to point out to you is, can you believe that this is even possible? I've been doing it since 2005, and it still blows my mind that it's even possible. The internet is a miracle when it comes to being able to take control over your own earning power. So I know I'm on a little bit of a rant and a little bit of a tangent, but when people make up goals that really don't have any foundation in trustworthy data, and then when they miss those goals, and then when they view themselves as failures because they missed those goals, that just makes no sense to me. If your goal was 100 and you sold 50, you should be doing some sort of a jig in your office or your living room or whatever because that is amazing. So the real problem is we're measuring the wrong things. We're measuring the wrong things and we're giving too much meaning and too much power to the wrong numbers. I have my goal, 694. 694 sales in 12 months. Let's just talk about that number for a second. 694 sales in 12 months. 
I already did the math for you. It works out to roughly three sales per weekday for a year. And that's rounding up, by the way. Three sales per weekday for the year would, I guess, be more like 750 sales. But rounding up, it's, it's in the right ballpark. Well, we know there's going to be a ramp-up period. I'm not going to come out of the gate making three sales per day because I haven't built a marketing engine that will make three sales per day. So if we look at the first six months of that year, let's guess that during the first six months of the year, I can average one per day because I'm trying to build my marketing machine. I'm trying to recruit affiliates, figure out Facebook advertising, get enough customers that, that word of mouth can start to take over. Okay, so let's hope and this is a pure guess, so I won't be mad at myself if it doesn't happen, let's guess that during the first half of the year, I can average one sale per weekday. But we know that to reach my goal, I need to be closer to three sales per weekday. Well, that means that if for the first half of the year, I'm only making one sale per weekday, then those other two sales per weekday that should have been happening in order to reach my goal, they get shoved to the second half of the year. So now for the second half of the year, I don't need three sales per weekday, I need five. Okay, well, that sounds, frankly, impossible. I have no idea how I would do that. But I have six months to practice and research and work and figure it out so that maybe the second half of the year I can average five sales per weekday. But here's my my real point. I don't actually care about the result. What I care about is what I can actually influence and control. I can't, at the end of the day, I can't control whether or not someone says yes to my offer, you know, that they should join Let's Do the Books. I can't control whether an affiliate agrees to promote Let's Do the Books. I can't control whether Facebook changes their ad algorithm that either helps or hurts my ability to advertise on their platform. Those are all the things I can't control. All I can control is my input. So when I think about reaching my goal of 694, now that I've set the goal of 694, I'm honestly kind of setting it aside slash basically throwing it out the window. Not because the goal doesn't mean anything to me, but because I ultimately have no control over whether I get to 694. All I have control over is the work that I do to get there. So now that I'm about to launch this program tomorrow, and I'm shifting from a product creation mindset into a sales and marketing mindset, All I'm thinking about is what is my sales and marketing job on a day-to-day basis that will give me the best possible chance of reaching 694. So I can control how much I spend on Facebook ads on a daily basis. So rather than saying my goal is to sell 694 people into Let's Do the Books in the next year, one of my controllable goals is I will spend X dollars per weekday on Facebook ads or X dollars per day on Facebook ads with the understanding that if I'm committing to spend that money, I'm also committing to spend it profitably. Because after a certain number of days of spending that money on Facebook, if it's not profitable, I have to stop or I'm bankrupt. Buried in that or embedded in that goal to spend a certain amount per day on Facebook is the understanding that I have to figure out how to either break even or be profitable on that spending. I've been budgeting about $15 per day for Facebook. I haven't started spending it, but I've been budgeting it. So once the program is out there, I will hold myself to the goal of spending $15 per day on Facebook ads and then increasing that as I'm able to. Another thing I control is how much outreach I do on a daily basis. I know that Let's Do the Books is the perfect product to tell business coaches about because I know that business coaches, especially people who coach beginners, are constantly being asked, when do I need a bookkeeper? How much do I pay a bookkeeper? How do I find a bookkeeper? What's involved in bookkeeping in my new business? 
And I know that most business coaches are, I don't want to say annoyed by that question, but they don't necessarily have a resource because many of them have told me, oh, I'm so glad to know about you because now I have someone I can tell people about. Well, I want those business coaches to be able to say, oh, Mark Butler, he does this thing called Let's Do the Books. It's perfect for beginners who are trying to figure out their business bookkeeping and also their personal bookkeeping, managing the relationship between their business finances and their personal finances. You got to go check out Let's Do the Books. I want hundreds and hundreds of business coaches in the world to have me in their head when their beginner to intermediate clients say, I got to figure out my business finances, or I got to figure out my personal finances, because let's do the books helps with both. So what can I control? I can control how many business coaches I reach out to on a daily basis. I don't know what that number needs to be yet, but maybe I could set a goal to send 10 outreach emails per week to business coaches, introducing myself. Maybe I set up even a, a page on my website that says, hey, you're a business coach. Here's what I do. You don't need to set up a call with me because I don't want to take up your time. Go watch this video that I made just for business coaches where I explain, here's how your clients benefit from Let's Do the Books. Here's how you benefit from telling your clients about Let's Do the Books. And then I can hold myself accountable to that amount of outreach per week. Another thing I can do is make a commitment to reach out to a certain number of podcast hosts on a weekly basis with the goal of getting on to, let's say, a podcast a week or two or three podcasts per month where I promote Let's Do the Books and I also promote this podcast. These are the things I can control. By the way, if we just go back to episode four real quick and talk about how I really hate the business model where you close your program off and you don't let people buy it, I feel like it also closes you off to thinking about your marketing and sales efforts. Well, Let's Do the Books is always going to be available to someone who lands on the website. So I can always be marketing and selling it, which means I can always be improving in my marketing and my sales and holding my, uh, myself accountable to marketing and sales goals. I'll always have that 694 number, my sales goal, my $200,000 revenue number. I'll always have those in my mind. I'll look at them often. I'll track my progress toward those things. But because those numbers were guesses, I'm not going to beat myself up after a month if I'm completely behind those goals or three months or even six months or even nine months because I'm looking at Let's Do the Books as a five-year project. And all I have to do is commit myself to daily activities that I can control completely that I believe will increase people's awareness of and interest in Let's Do the Books. So if in year one I miss my $200,000 goal, who cares? As long as... I put a ton of effort into marketing and sales. If I miss my goal in year one, but throughout all of year one, I put effort into marketing and sales, then in year two, that $200,000 number becomes much less of a guess and much more of a probability, much more of a, a likely result. So here's the deal. I've got to get back to Let's Do the Books. I've got to keep making videos. I've got to get this thing ready to launch tomorrow. So a little bit shorter episode today. But what I want to leave you with is the idea that you've got to get yourself out of a passive, reactive, almost victim mentality when it comes to launching your programs and products. And you've got to stop doing the, the rain dance and praying that the launch gods will bless you with a bounteous harvest. And you have to get into the mindset that it's great to have a revenue target. It's great to have a number of sales target, but only as a guide for your daily activity. And the goals that you actually have and the, and the work that you're actually accountable for is what are you going to do today that you can control completely to make 
the big goal a reality? How many people can you reach out to? How many emails can you send? How many calls can you make? This is the work. This is the work of succeeding in any product. And then as time passes, you may even forget about your original goal that you set because you've been so busy focused on the work and the activity that will, that will carry you to the goal that you'll say, oh, look, we passed the goal. From now on, I'll be able to say this podcast is brought to you by letsdothebooks.com because I plan for that product to be bringing in some money. And I want you to go check it out. If you're a, if you're a life coach or if you're a solo entrepreneur whose business is generating let's, uh, less than $50,000 per year, Let's Do The Books is the ideal program for you. So go to letsdothebooks.com, do drop your email address in. I'll give you some free lessons. I'll give you some information about the program, and hopefully it's a good fit for you. But in the meantime, go to work on your marketing and sales goals, and I will talk to you next Friday. Have a great one.